show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. You got your headphones on? Good. Now let's get on with the show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time, and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Matt Peters, and with me is... Dave Martin. Dave Martin. What do we dredge up for today, Dave? Well, we watched Z for Zachariah. We were hoping for a more sci-fi movie, and there was a nuclear apocalypse that happened before we got into this. There was a scientist involved, but that's about as much science fiction as we got in this movie. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. After a nuclear apocalypse leaves a young woman alone on a ranch, she discovers she's not the only survivor. She nurses a wandering scientist back to health, and then another man strolls onto the ranch. We found this movie in the science fiction category, but yeah, we may have missed the mark for that one on this pick. But it's a movie, so hey. Uh, Z for Zachariah was released in 2015, directed by Craig Zobel, and starring Chiwetel Ejiofor, Margot Robbie, and Chris Pine. For those of you joining in with us, our rating scale goes from Toxic Sludge for something that's absolutely unredeemable, Hazardous, reusable, and for something that we think would be definitely worth your while, we might read it as a treasure. Yeah, so just to give you guys a, a quick uh, spoiler-free review, as, as as our tradition here on Digital Dumpster Diving, no, Z for Zachariah was interesting in a lot of different ways. The The story was, was definitely unique in what they were trying to accomplish overall, I, I think. You know, it... it focus less on you know the actual why and wherefore of the apocalypse and more of the the aftermath of dealing with it after everything went down so that was that was an interesting approach to it and i, I do commend them for that what i don't commend them for is the fact that it seemed like nothing happened i want to i want to give special credit to uh chiwetel ejiofor for um basically uh you know just kind of stepping up his game just trying his best to get as much as he could out of the material here i think he did a great job you know i i enjoyed uh chris pine as well it was good to see him as someone besides captain kirk i know he's been in plenty of films <laughs> but i just i've mostly associated with him as kirk and kirk type characters now you know yeah and of course, Margot Robbie. This is the spoiler-free portion, so it's not really giving away any of the story. But the accent that she's supposed to have is, you know, she's uh, a country person. She's supposed to have grown up in the country, born and raised, and never left, all that stuff. And the first line out of her mouth is just basically her Australian accent. And I just <laughs> can't unhear it the entire time. Every other line, it's like she's weaving in and out of the Australian to the to the uh, the Southern accent. And, uh, you know, you just get a weird mix of like Rogue and, I don't know, just Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to note, too, um, that this film, so it came out in 2015 the same year as wolf of wall street and it's like night and day the ability of her i should say her her accent is like night and day she <laughs> she does a great job in wolf of wall street 
here it feels like she's still trying to like kind of get her bearing with the whole American accent thing. So, you know, credit where credit is due. From seeing those two films, she has definitely grown as an actress. And yeah, I, I'd like to forget about this as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it certainly wasn't what I was hoping for, but the cinematography is beautiful. Oh, yeah. The, the acting was generally good. I can enjoy a slow burn. I know a lot of people don't. So if, if that's not what you're interested in, this is not the movie for you. I, I did enjoy most of this, though. I thought it wasn't what I was hoping for going into it. I did enjoy this movie. I would probably have to give this a reusable. Maybe maybe wow. I'm being too generous, but I would have to give this a reusable. My good friend, I, unfortunately, am going to have to give this a toxic sludge. <laughs> I Don't really didn't. That. I didn't like this movie because <laughs> I, you know what, I, and it's a big part it's on me I'll, I'll i'll say that i'll preface it with this basically i didn't see the warning signs going into this i see z for zachariah i see z for anything i'm thinking z for zombie right <laughs> i'm thinking apocalypse i'm seeing oh man she would tell Gia for he was great in uh you know that last movie i saw him and this is gonna be awesome and chris pine he's a big time sci-fi guy margot roby she's a superhero actress now this is going to be awesome things are gonna explode and it's gonna be nuts no, <laughs> I do want to. I do want to go back and touch on one thing. The one salvageable thing I think, um, you know, that just shines overall is the cinematography. I was telling my wife as we were watching this, it almost felt like uh, the color palette was the same that Wes Anderson uses for his films. Just that kind of mm -hmm. like bright but still almost washed out feel to it. And that was kind of a neat thing to see, especially because in zombie, or I shouldn't even say zombie, but just post-apocalyptic movies, you usually get that kind of uh, brownish drab color palette. So this was this was a twist on that for sure. I couldn't get over the fact that, I, I, I okay, well, here, I'll say this. I got Sundanced, basically. It was a Sundance film. And you know going into a Sundance film, there's a large chance that you're going to get kind of an art house feel to it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I lulled myself into a false sense of security, thinking that wouldn't happen until it happened. <laughs> uh, that's my fault. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> These are the rules that we agreed to play by, and we're sticking to them. <laughs> but I should mention at this point, ladies and gentlemen, you could save us from this fate. If you have a film or a game or anything that you feel like, you know, Dave and I can actually enjoy a hidden gem amongst a sea of trash, please feel free to reach out to us over our various social media platforms. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that will be a good gauge of how much people actually like us by the kind of things they recommend. Like, <laughs> just how malicious they are with the recommendations will be a good gauge. Oh, you're saying... <laughs> You're saying they might sabotage us and give us something really trashy. Well, you know what? I trust our listeners, Dave. I don't know about you, man, but I trust them, and I know that they're not going to punish us any further with stuff like Z for Zachariah or, <laughs> God forbid, another Atlantic Rim. Uh... <laughs> It's just like a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's just yeah, just flashbacks, bad memories. Leave it at that. Oh, you know, I'm 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 using that line though. Like next time I get a chance, this is an official government sanctioned robot. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the only quality thing we took from that film. Not in the fact that it's over. But let's oh. get back to Z for Zachariah. <laughs> 
this is the point where if you actually want to watch this without getting it spoiled, you'll probably want to listen to the rest of the episode later, because from here on out, there will be plenty of spoilers. Yes. If you, for some reason, want to punish yourself by watching this movie. Yes. Be warned. Yes. So let's get right <laughs> into it, man. So, okay. We got Margot Robbie by herself. Now... I'm just going to lay this out on the table first and foremost. There are literally, not counting the people that they look out in, fo- in, in photographs, there are literally three people in this movie. Is that yeah. a plus or a minus for you? Um, It worked for what the story was. Okay. It, I, I, it worked for what the story was, I thought. I was okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that too, but that was just, okay, that was interesting. That stood out to me in the way that the three people you see on the poster are the three people who you're going to be spending the next <laughs> hour and a half with, so hope you like them. <laughs> well, at least there was a dog to break it up a little bit. Yeah, the dog was adorable, man. I was kind of worried about the dog a couple times. I'm like, you know, yeah. usually in films yeah. like this, they're short on meat, and the first thing they think is, well, that dog sure is looking tasty. And, you know, it's kind of worried about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the fact that we only saw those three people, unless they had done a flashbacks or something, I think it works because part of it is how desperate they all were to see somebody and to, you know, have someone to talk to and someone to be around. And I think not seeing anyone else played into that very well. That didn't necessarily make it enjoyable, but I think it worked for what they were trying to achieve. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It was also interesting to me that while they were the only three people we saw, they still had stories about folks they ran into during their journey. So, I mean, that was kind of cool, I guess. You know, that almost uh, kind of leads to the next point here, too. There, there was so much convenience with the people they had met along the way. And I'm sure that was a result of the limited medium of only having a, an hour and a half to tell the story. Just the fact that basically um margot roby's character is looking for her brother and she would tell he 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 happened to run into a boy in in while he was driving his wagon and uh you know just chris pine even just popping up out of nowhere saying oh i was underground the whole time so haha here i am i'm okay <laughs> yeah there were several things that were kind of convenient one of the things that i didn't notice when i originally watched it that it, thinking about it later um so jumping back a little bit so there's the apocalypse and margot roby's character Anne is by herself all her family went off to try to help survivors and they all died apparently or they at least never right. came back um then uh, apparently john uh, chuatel's character uh, i can't remember his last name offhand but he was a scientist he came up underground and he had a, a, a radiation suit that helped him sort of survive but he was getting sick she found him nursed him back to health and in in her house she's been sort of hoarding books she'll go into town and get books and then bring them back she had one yeah. of those probably her family's that was a for adam which is kind of a reference to the title z for zachariah um and he was kind of thumbing through it a little bit and i didn't notice this at the, i didn't think about this at the time but you know one of the themes is she's religious and you know faith is very important to her and it's very much not to him but it didn't occur to me, it wasn't just a reference to the religiosity, you know, the whole symbolism of Adam and Eve as, you know, the lone man and the lone woman. And uh, right. that probably was about the point where he starts jonesing. <laughs> you know, I, I'm honestly, yeah, there were there were a lot of things that she did um, as a character that I wouldn't expect a woman in her situation to do. Um, especially, you know, just, 
given all the various post-apocalyptic movies that we've seen before and just knowing human nature, mm-hmm. uh, just it was just very strange how she just invited him into her house right away. Um, didn't worry about locking the door to make sure that he didn't try to do anything crazy. Maybe that had something to do with him being sick or too sick to actually try anything even if he wanted to. But she just seemed very trusting of, of John uh, that whole time. Uh, up until he decided to try to make a move on her when he got drunk. Yeah. So that was that was kind of interesting. And just kind of touching on that moment a little bit, too. I, I like the fact that uh, they showed that he was clever enough to uh, figure out that she wasn't a, um, a drinker. Because mm-hmm. when he went to the, the, the closest like uh, corner store, or the general store that they had in the, in the area, he saw what had been picked clean. And what had been left behind and left behind was like all the beer, all the alcohol. Yeah. And uh, it was, what is it? A uh, cherry, cherry, Coke cherry or cola or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She just wasn't a fan of cherry cola. <laughs> and he was kind of teasing her about that. But yeah, he, he gets, he gets uh, grabby when he's drunk. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's. Well, that's not that, cool, even in the apocalypse, yeah? That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the last man on Earth, as far as she knows. Just give her her space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that might be somewhat based on the book. The book, he, he was a little bit more of a uh, scummy character. Uh, um, I see. But one of the things that I didn't like about this, you bring up a point where it seems like almost all of the major plot advances and the, the conflicts were introduced not by like zombies or the nuclear apocalypse or something breaking or anything. It was almost always entirely introduced by mistrust and poor decisions by one or more than one of our protagonists. Yes. And that that's usually one of my pet peeves. I mean, it kind of made sense for this in some ways. I'm I'm still not a fan of it, but I don't know if you saw my notes now, but I I think it worked better in this than it does in shows like say Arrow. When they do stuff yeah. like that, just to create drama, but it's still not my yeah. favorite plot tactic. I can agree with that definitely. Um, I mean, there there was enough of a situation for them to have a, a lot of uh, a struggle going on. I mean, they they did they were better off uh, than folks in these situations usually because the, she was still able to farm the land. She was still able to uh, you know breed animals and everything. Uh, and and eat the, the byproduct of of those animals, but yeah, just I don't know, man. I wish something dramatic happened, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. Until Not Chris Pine shows up, and that yeah. really wasn't that awfully dramatic either. But and he, he kind of showed up. up in a shady way too, because she's she's in her dad's church, um, that he this little tiny church with a with a nice organ that she knows how to play. Uh, and she's just, you know, tickling the ivories or whatever. And all of a sudden, this shadow pops up in the doorway. And she automatically thinks that it's John after they had the big fight. And he's coming to apologize or something like that. And he's like, no, nah, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of them really thought anything of it until later. Right. They just kind of, ah, oh, well, you know, it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, eggs are missing, people are showing up in strange places, and uh, no, nothing to worry about here. 
Right. See, if this was The Walking Dead, there'd be like a, an entire separate camp of people who were plotting against them to take over <laughs> and, you know, show them the error of their ways for trusting people and being so open and free. But no, you know, here it's like, yeah, whatever, you know. Things happen, and that was a really interesting dynamic because um, you know I was in, I was kind of surprised they explicitly went there. Um, but uh, so Caleb looks, I'm guessing maybe a little younger than uh, Hill's character, maybe, but you know he's white and Anne is white, and they're both. I don't know if Caleb actually is religious or if he just feigns it. But you know, faith is an important thing to Anne, and so she gravitates toward that. And Caleb is a very, a very effective manipulator. He he gets into people's confidence and he finds out information that's that's relevant, and then he twists how he presents it to the other person, especially to Anne. So he's he basically finds ways to drive a wedge in between Anne and John. I just want yeah, to punch him is, in the face. Punch him in yeah, the face. Yeah, I totally did. But to kind of go back to what you were you were touching on earlier, yeah, it was surprising to me that um, John just spit out, like, yeah, you all can go be white people together and live happily ever after. I'm fine with it. Because up until that point, that seed had not been planted with the audience in any way whatsoever. Yeah, not at all. You know, it was like these characters were just kind of very ambiguous with race and everything, and it had, it had never come up <laughs> in, 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 in any type of societal way or anything like that. I mean, of course, it's an ever-present thing because of skin color, but yeah, I mean, these characters could have been played by anyone up until that line. Yes. And that's that was a decision that they made in that film, and I was just kind of surprised by that. I don't think it served the movie any any better or worse. It just kind of the fact that it just kind of like sat there without even being responded to, almost made it even more of a waste. It was very jarring because you didn't expect it coming. Um, right. I think that might have been the last thing that he said to her before she turned around and walked out of the room, and then it was never addressed again after that. Right. They almost seemed like they were kind of on the mend. Oh, I, I also got to mention that uh, Chiwetel was looking just dapper this entire film. Like, I don't know whose clothes he found at uh, <laughs> Anne's house, but man, he was just dressed to the nine sometimes. When he and Caleb went out hunting, he had on this hat. Just looked smooth, man. Yeah, he did. And it was just like kinda freshly had. pressed. and Right. <laughs> he almost had a Donald Glover look going a little bit with the hair and everything. <laughs> But man, he was just like smooth. <laughs> and like sometimes it, it wasn't just like a nice shirt and nice pants. Like sometimes it was a whole ensemble with like like a, a jacket or a vest or something over the shirt that just like, man, that looks slick. I wish I could look like that. Right. Me too. I was like kind of taking notes a little bit like, oh, all right, that goes <laughs> nice. Okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, maybe it's one of those situations where he realizes he may get to take the wardrobe home, so he's making choices. Like, yeah, I'd wear this every day. <laughs> I'd rock jacket. Let me uh, let me see what wardrobe has for me over here. <laughs> you know, hey, if if um, you know Ryan Reynolds can keep the Deadpool suit, Chiwetel can keep that that nice little like linen suit that he had. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the official rivalry starts. Uh, there, the two males are out hunting. And they're hunting for turkey, and then Caleb jokes uh, that they should start a bet over whoever gets a turkey wins the bet, and well, what's the what's the prize? And he says, Anne. 
ha ha ha, I'm only kidding, but I'm really not. Man, it's just plot points so apparent. It's like they were written for the WWE. <laughs> In fact, there was at one point Christian and Chris Jericho were feuding over Trish Stratus because they were all Canadian, you see. That was back in the early 2000s. But I digress. Let's continue. <laughs> oh, digressions are always acceptable. <laughs> I think I've brought up wrestling on every single episode so far. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lake of clean water by, by, the, by the house on the ranch. And so they're swimming there, and then it gets kind of weird, and they throw the bottle, and one of you has to go dive for it. And they keep finding ways to get uh, Anne and Caleb kind of together, giving each other eyes. Mm-hmm. And you know where it's going, and then they're all a little—at this point, they're all a little tipsy from dinner anyway. But, uh, yeah, they're walking back to the house, and John says to Anne, I love you. She doesn't say anything back other than like, oh, or yeah, or something like that. That's really nice. Yeah. (laughs) Not the response anybody ever wants to hear to I love you. (laughs) Uh, No, no. And then it just goes downhill from there. Oh, yeah. So our boy ends up being super drunk again, but this time he's a sleepy drunk somehow and just rolls on over into... uh, Caleb's arms as he's getting out of the tub, which I got to ask, does that really seem like that was in character for her? I mean, to to like to have gone to John first then it's like, well, nothing's happening here. I'm going to go over there. Yeah, that that was um I don't know. I was I was a little surprised by that. Well, she has sort of tried to give herself to John once before and he said, "Hey, let's not rush things. We got plenty of time." But she was a little tipsy. She's already said she's lonely. I can kind of see that happening. Yeah, and, e- in and even if we can't, world, it's it's all a party in the post-apocalyptic world. That's that's <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> uh, and even if it doesn't make sense, it uh, increases the conflict. Yes, it does. People got needs, man. What can you say? <laughs> Speaking uh, of needs, they tried to satisfy. They tried to satisfy another need uh, by completely destroying her dad's church and father's church and making it into a. Um, a wheel of some sort for hydroelectricity. Yeah. Generator. Water yes. wheel. Water wheel. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so they tear down Anne's dad's church to make a water wheel uh, in order to generate electricity for their uh, little farm encampment there. And, uh, of course, we um, are met with just apathy by most of the characters at this point because everybody is regretting things that happened well except for caleb 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 is super happy right now (laughs) oh caleb's got everything he wants yeah you know he's got a nice place to stay beautiful woman by his side oh he's he's he bested this other guy in winning her hand and all that stuff so he feels like super you know yeah he's he's the guy right now until he's not the guy until he's not the guy so yeah they go off to finally install the water wheel and get it set up and Caleb's got the suit on. He's in a radioactive water, and uh, John's there holding the cable to help him get it set up. They set up the water wheel. It's working. Everything's looking good, and he slips. And then John catches him and helps pull him up. And then he slips again, and John catches the cable again. 
Yeah. And there's this very long back and forth glances. These knowing glances. And then they cut away. <laughs> and they cut away. And it's what they cut away to is what made me earlier say that I got sundanced. Because this <laughs> symbolism is so thick you can cut it with a knife. And it was just the driest thing in the world. It was, it was drier than a cracker in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> and it's just Anne just looking so sullen as the cotton blows through the window. <laughs> she's got a glass on the edge of the table that she's slowly pushing to the edge. With a book, not with her hand, with a book. With a book. (laughs) (laughs) And just like a cat, she just can't resist pushing it right off the edge. (laughs) And I had to laugh out loud when that glass fell on the floor and did not break. Yes. Because I'm almost 100% positive that they wanted that glass to shatter when it hit the ground. (laughs) And it just wasn't happening. Someone fix it in post. Don't have a budget. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah, just roll with it. It's fine. Just roll with it. <laughs> uh, and see, that that basically kind of spells it out, but it still doesn't. And I want John to be a good guy. And uh, I just wanted him to be the good guy. Yeah. If this wasn't an art house film, I'd say, oh, well, it's just kind of setting us up for the sequel. But, I mean, <laughs> in all honesty, who who wants a sequel to this? This is... <laughs> It's just so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Now she has to live the rest of her life with a man who potentially murdered the man that she gave herself to. And her uh, brother. And her brother, even though he said he was sorry. But still. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah, See, that I, was dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that led us to a conversation earlier today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the fun part now this is where we've gotten through the vegetables of the meal and we're going to give you the meat we're going to get the potatoes the cheesy biscuits all that stuff because we're going to give you some alternatives in this same genre that we enjoy yeah I, I don't know what you have in mind Matt but I was thinking well you know in terms of a movie like this I Am Legend the Will Smith version there are actually two endings to it but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that good movie do not go back to the Omega Man it just doesn't <laughs> hold up um, no if you've got a little bit more time and you could find I'm not sure where it's available but uh, Jericho the TV series uh, is, is a decent post-apocalyptic show and I still haven't seen it yet but 10 Cloverfield Lane might also be a pretty decent alternative to this I'll take the baton with that one. I really enjoyed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, it's, uh, it has, has very little to do with uh, Cloverfield, um, but it's the same production company that brought you Cloverfield. So if you like that type of vibe, you're going to dig this. I love Mary Elizabeth Wanstead, just purely based on the fact that she played an awesome Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. Indeed. Uh, but she's great in this too. John Goodman, he is an indie film legend and, and he just he turns up here. So I highly recommend that movie. I would also recommend, and this one's kind of weak, um, but if you really want to see Chiwetel Ejiofor, who I lovingly call Chewy now, if you want to see him <laughs> in a kind of more action-packed post-apocalyptic film, or at least, you know, an apocalyptic film, 2012, the movie starring John Cusack, 
uh, was actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It had a, gr- a lot of great special effects and it's a good popcorn flick. So um, oddly, that movie came out in 2009 when people were kind of weird about 2012 uh, being the end of the world because of the Mayan calendar and how folks are reading it. But as you all know, the end of the world is actually 2016 here in America with yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> they were only four years off, you know, given that's the time so. span. That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And I would also recommend um, kind of a dark horse pick for me. This one grew on me. Uh, it's a comedy. It's uh, Last Man on Earth on Fox right now. It's um, starring Will Forte. And, of course, uh, it's it's a comedy. It's about him being the last man on Earth, or so he thinks, and he just kind of like gets this community and everything it's a lot of fun um give it like maybe two or three episodes before you make a decision though because it can get really dry in spots but it's worth sticking around for good times well i'm pretty sure that any of those options would be um probably better than this especially if you're hoping for something a little bit more sci-fi or action or not dry run of emotion (laughs) and exposition (laughs) yeah none of that the angst the angst was strong with this movie it really was man i mean i don't know like i said when i see z i think zombie like that's the first (laughs) thing that pops into my head uh i was hoping for something like 28 days later something man you know i mean even even something like a fallout type of vibe but nah none of that no no yeah save your bottle caps because uh this this was not fallout that's right So that's uh that's all that's all I got for you guys this time around. How about you, sir? Well, Dennis, we did not find some lovely filth over here. I'm sorry, that okay, was a that, very deep, that was a very deep cut. That is a total deep cut. That went right over my head. You gotta you gotta break that one down for me. Dennis, <laughs> there's some lovely filth over here. Oh, uh, okay, man, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you have to do, do it voice. in the voice and the accent, yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So yeah. There was there was no ending. But there is an ending to this. But it doesn't have to end here, folks, because you can follow us on social media at the 3D casts on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook at Digital Dumpster Diving. And yes. you can find me on Twitter at uh Davelicious AOG and you can find Matt at at GCPD Matt. Yeah, there you go. Also mightyink.net. You should check there. We have links to all these wonderful podcasts, including to the one you're listening to right now. As well as to Since Last We Spoke, which I highly recommend. Yes, as do I. I should probably get on that. Good times. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Good times indeed. So, folks, this is the real challenge now. We are not ready to tell you what we're going to do for next episode. We were so wrapped up with Z for Zachariah, we didn't have time to make another select for you this time around. So what you're going to have to do is visit us at those locations on social media and find out what you can do to play along at home for the next episode of Digital Dumpster Diving. And if you have a suggestion, please be kind. Please please be kind. Please be kind. Rewind. (laughs) No, that doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Oh, my kids don't even know what that's going to be about. No, no, no. They live in the golden age, sir. <laughs> well, up until 2016, at least. Yeah, until then. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of uh, lots of awesome stuff coming up. Uh, very excited for the next episode, which 
We keep saying this. It's got to be that better than this, right? It's got to be. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Knock on wood. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for right. tuning in and catch you uh, on the flip side. See you guys. Thank you.